Hello moms, this is Holly McLean, the Mommy Answer Lady. Why don't my children listen to me? is a common question parents ask. We're going to talk about exactly why this happens in most cases, and I'll give you some straightforward and specific steps to help remedy the problem. When a parent says, my children don't listen to me, what they're really saying is that they don't obey. It isn't a matter of not hearing, is it? It's a matter of a child not taking action upon the request of a parent. So why does this happen? And what can we do to change it? The main reason this happens is the child knows there is no consequence to disobedience, and there is something lacking in the parent-child relationship. That can mean just for the moment something's lacking, or it can mean overall. In other words, when a child hears a parent speak, they hear and make a conscious decision whether to disregard what they've heard or to comply. If they are aware disregarding it would cause a consequence that they would not want to happen, they will comply. And if the relation is what it should be, they will want to comply. If, on the other hand, they know there's no consequence to disregarding it, and the relationship with the parent is not one that motivates compliance anyway, they won't comply. So what can you do to change the situation if your child doesn't listen or obey when you speak? Now, some parenting experts have said you need to go to them and speak directly to them face-to-face. This is an example of why sometimes experts give advice that isn't always practical. They haven't lived it enough to recognize that though that sounds good and easy, it only works when you have time to do that. But there isn't always time for you to stop what you're doing and walk to another room and do that with one child, much less several children, right? It's not a practical and easily workable solution for busy moms and dads to do that consistently. You need to be able to state an expectation or request from a distance, right? I mean, that is what you need. So here's what to do. Number one, make expectations clear. First, you want to make sure the request is stated clearly. It needs to be clear in the instructions on what to do and when to do it. So in other words, saying, you will need to go get your shoes so we can go. Now to you and me, that might seem like a really clear set of instructions that you want them to go get their shoes so you can go. But it's not clear because there's no time appropriated for that. Don't expect compliance until you make it clear. Go get your shoes on now, please. That is clear. It tells them what to do and when to do it. Number two, don't repeat yourself. Each time you repeat an expectation, you lose authority. As you repeat yourself, each time you say it, the words mean less and less, and the next time you need to tell them something, you will need to repeat more and more. Say it once, and then go to number three. Number three is require confirmation. Once you've stated clearly your expectation, require your child to acknowledge your request. They must say, yes, ma'am, or they can say, okay, I'll do that right now, or something similar. Make sure they confirm that they heard you. Number four, if they don't confirm, make sure they heard. If you state your expectation and they do not confirm, first be sure they heard you. This would only apply if they're like in another room or they're deeply engaged in something like a movie or a game or something like that. 
It is possible that they were so involved that they didn't hear your request. So don't get angry, but go to them and look at them face to face and ask them if they heard you. If they didn't, then repeat. But this should not happen often. You have to discern the situation here. Don't let them get by with pretending they didn't hear and make it a habit of making you come directly to them every time you need them to do something. If it becomes a problem, you may have to require them to come to you when you call and speak to them directly each time for a while. In other words, you may have to go to them and make them walk with you to the place you were in and then speak to them face to face. Then repeat it. Why do this? It is a consequence of not responding to your request. They will not want to go through that every time. If they are pretending not to hear, they will soon learn that it isn't worth it. Don't ever repeat your expectation by going to them and directly talking to them where they are if you believe they are pretending not to hear you. You need to make them get up and come to you if you believe they are playing you and pretending they don't hear. You have to discern the situation and make them walk to the place you were and stand and listen to you face to face each time until they stop the habit of not listening or responding to you when you speak. Number five, set up privileges and consequences. It's important to make the consequences for behaviors relate to the behavior itself as much as possible. One way to relate a consequence is to set up a list of what privileges are in your home and what responsibilities relate to those privileges. For instance, the privilege of using the computer requires certain responsibilities to be fulfilled in order for your child to be able to resource that privilege. So one of the requirements for an hour of computer time later in the day could be that stated parental expectations are responded to immediately during that day. If you state an expectation and your child doesn't respond immediately, you could easily say, you have just lost 10 minutes of your computer time privilege. If I have to repeat it, you will lose it all for the evening. If you stick to it, the consequence will cause a quick change in their compliance level. Now, if computer time is not a motivator for your child, let's say they enjoy a sport or there's some other kind of activity or something that they really enjoy, whatever the motivator is, That can be used instead by linking it to that behavior of not listening. Now, why I'm talking about it linking is that you want, again, that behavior to relate to the consequence. And so you can set up making it relate to the consequence by establishing this ahead of time. Number six, be consistent. Every single bit of parenting advice should have this in it. Consistency is the key to effectiveness. If you want your parenting to be effective, you have to be consistent. Consistency seems to be one of those things that a lot of parents have trouble with. I remember there was a couple who came to me um, on a private consult, and they were explaining the problems they were having with their little boy. And it was very clear to me that the things they had tried had quickly gone by the wayside as soon as they came into any kind of problem with those methods they were trying. They wouldn't be consistent long enough for anything to really work. Some of the things that they were trying were actually good methods and good things to try, but they weren't consistent enough about them, and that's why they weren't working. 
Most of the time when someone comes to me and says they've tried something that I've suggested, and then I ask them a few questions about how they they did it, what went what went about, one of the problems is they didn't follow the steps that I gave. But another one is that they weren't consistent. They didn't follow through all the way, or they didn't continually do what they were supposed to do to make it work. And with getting your children to listen when you speak, consistency is very important. You can't let a time go by where they are allowed to behave like they didn't hear you or to disregard what you said. You can't let a time go by when you have to go out of your way and make you make it convenient for them to act like they didn't hear you or to disregard you and instead of making the inconvenience on their part. And this is something that I've seen parents do quite often. If their child doesn't listen to them, they walk over to their child and then they repeat what they said and then the child complies because then the parent's right there with them. Well, how did the child learn from that episode to listen the next time? They didn't. They, they learned that if they just ignore their parent for the moment, that their parent will come over to them at a certain point and then they might have to comply. Well, so if they're busy doing something or they don't feel like listening or whatever the next time, what's their motivator to listen that next time to pay attention? There isn't any motivator at all. All they have to do is wait for their parent to come over and then they can comply whenever their parent decides to do that. That's not going to make a child motivated to listen when the parent speaks. So if that's something that you've been doing, it might be the reason that your child isn't listening when you speak. So the best way to change that scenario is for the inconvenience to be placed upon them. Now, at first, it's inconvenient for everybody, right? It's inconvenient for you to have to walk over to them, tell them to come with you, and then walk over to where you were with them, and then talk to them face-to-face. That's inconvenient for everybody. But eventually, what's going to happen is that they're going to realize that whenever they cause you to be inconvenienced to have to go over to them, They will be inconvenienced and it's going to be placed on them that they have to come over to you and listen to what you said, usually again, okay, because they actually probably heard you the first time and you don't let them get by with this either. Here's another thing that might happen. Uh, You go over to them and you say, you're going to have to come with me now. And then they're going to say, oh, I heard you. I'll do it now. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) They are going to still have to come over to you where you were, and you repeat the entire thing again. It's important that they go through that step, even if they're going to comply now. They have to have the inconvenience of coming over to where you were and facing you face-to-face and hearing it again. That is the consequence. Don't let them get by with not having that consequence. Well, I think that you get the idea now. So um, I really love to hear from you and let me know how this has worked out for you. Or if you have any questions about uh, the instructions that I gave here, please be sure and write me at holly at mommyanswerlady.com. You can also get a copy of the book, How to Train Your Child to Behave, which gives this and many, many more things, um, effective methods to help you become the most effective parent you can be. 
And if you'd like to share this podcast with a friend, I would just really appreciate that. Until next time, moms, you can do this.